About a year before we moved to Australia, I went on a really long trek in northern Norway in the Arctic. And after a few days, we were a long way from anywhere. And we didn't see any people or footprints or rubbish, we didn't even see aircraft. And whichever direction we looked, all we could see was this. And it went on for miles and miles. It seemed to go on forever. And no matter how far we walked, the view remained the same. There was no sign of towns or houses or people or uh, civilization. From the place where I took this photo, it was hard to believe that our journey would ever end. It felt like we'd never reach our destination. But of course we did. Eventually we arrived at the little town of Hammerfest. And it's a bit like that with human history. There's so much time and so many people and events behind us. For example, the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have lived in Australia for 58,000 years. That's a very long time. The first known city, uh, Jericho, was built around 11,000 years ago. The pyramids were built 4,500 years ago. Jesus walked the earth 2,000 years ago. Columbus discovered the Americas 530 years ago. Actually, Columbus was a really nasty person, but that's another, uh, that's another story. Uh, the First World War happened just over 100 years ago, and the Second World War ended 77 years ago. And now there's us stood here at this particular point in history. Although we can't see the future, it's easy to imagine that time and history as we know it will keep going on and on forever. And who knows what the world will look like in 10,000 years time. But Jesus told his disciples that time and history as we know it will come to an end. So history has an end point. Uh, like my trek had a final destination and we'll reach that destination when Jesus returns. That's what we're talking about today, the return of the King. You remember from previous weeks that Jesus made the religious leaders really angry, so much so that they were plotting to have him killed. Today, we see Jesus leaving the temple in Jerusalem for the last time. Now, the Jerusalem temple was one of the most magnificent buildings in the ancient world. It was a massive building with a huge courtyard. The floor was made of marble. It was uh, strong and beautiful and elegant. And as they were leaving the temple, the disciples said, wow, look at all this. Look at this amazing building. And Jesus said, truly, I tell you, not one stone here will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down. That must have come as quite a shock. The temple looked like it would be there forever. And here was Jesus saying that it would be destroyed. Later on, when the disciples were alone with Jesus, they asked, when will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So the disciples think that three things are going to happen all at once. Let's look again at their question. When will this happen? They asked. When will the temple be destroyed? What will be the sign of your coming? So they obviously expected Jesus to return. And then they talked about the end of the age, uh, the, the end of time and history as we know it. And what Jesus says to them in the rest of 
chapter 24, we've only looked at part of it today, is an answer to their question. But Jesus talks about two different events. He talks about an event that would happen very soon in, in, in about 40 years time. And another event that was at that time still hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. The first event was the destruction of the temple by the Romans, and that happened in AD 70. The second event was Jesus's return, the return of the king. We don't know when that will happen. Jesus didn't even know. Jesus could return before you finish listening to this talk, which would make this the most exciting sermon ever. Or he could return in 10,000 years time. We don't know. And Jesus said this, watch out that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name claiming I'm the Messiah and will deceive many. Now, you're probably familiar with lots of stories where uh, there's a baddie who pretends to be a goodie. So what story is this? Uh, And hopefully you'll be able to answer. I'll give you a moment. It is, of course, Little Red Riding Hood. And who is the baddie in this story? Hopefully you remember that it's the big bad wolf. And who was it that the big bad wolf pretended to be? Of course, he pretended to be Little Red Riding Hood's grandmother. Now, if a big hairy wolf pretended to be my grandma, I think I'd be able to tell. And I'm sure you could too. Maybe Little Red Riding Hood needed to go to Specsavers. But when people come pretending to be Jesus, it might not be quite so obvious. Jesus said, over time, many people will come pretending to be him, and a lot of people will be deceived. In other words, they'll fall for it. But when Jesus comes, you will know it. If you have to think about it for a split second, if you have to think, oh, I wonder if this is Jesus, it's not Jesus. When Jesus returns, the whole world will know it's him instantly. Then Jesus talked about wars and rumours of wars and famines and natural disasters. And this is pretty relevant right now. We're hopefully just coming to the end of a uh, global pandemic. Uh, we just experienced uh, the uh, the floods, a local um, weather event. And we know that uh, there are natural disasters happening all over the world. And Russia had just invaded uh, Ukraine. All uh, kinds of scary things happening. Uh, but Jesus said, do not be alarmed. Don't worry. These things must happen. And if we look back over the long timeline of history, we'll see that these things have always happened. When we see bad things happening in the world around us, it's easy for us to question God. Does God have a plan? Is God in control? Is everything going to be okay? And Jesus says, don't worry. I've got this. I will return and everything will be all right in the end. So that's the stuff happening in the world around us. But sometimes we may experience difficult situations in our own lives. And Jesus spoke about that too. In fact, he told us that it would be very difficult to be a Christian. And we see that now in the world, around uh, the world, 5.2 billion people live in countries where they can get in trouble for their religious beliefs. And this is exactly what Jesus said would happen. Often when we're going through a really tough situation, we feel like we don't have any control and we hope that God is in control, but often we just can't see it. 
I wonder if you've ever been abseiling. Uh, when I was in the Marines, we used to do a lot of abseiling and we used this technique and it was really to give us confidence in our equipment where we abseil forwards and we go from the top of the cliff to the bottom in one big jump. And when you jump away from the rock face, all of a sudden you're falling through the air and you've got absolutely no control. And you hope that the person at the other end of the rope is in control, but for a few seconds, you can't even feel that you're attached to a rope. Of course, the ML, the mountain leader on the other end of the rope, always caught us just in time. Sometimes in life, when we go through a really tough situation, we feel like we're free falling, out of control. We hope that God is in control, but we really can't tell. You know, there'll be lots of times in our lives where God catches us and there'll be one big catch at the end of history. You may feel like things are out of control, but your future is secure. Jesus, when things look like they're going wrong in the world, when things look like they're going wrong in your life, remember that I have a plan and I'm going to return to fulfill it. When Jesus returns, he'll judge the living and the dead, all those who belong to him will be with Jesus forever in a new world that's been made perfect, a place where heaven and earth meet. So Jesus told his disciples the temple is going to be destroyed. In their minds, that was unthinkable, unimaginable, unbelievable, but they saw it happen in their lifetime. Jesus said, some will try to trick you and pretend to be me. Don't listen to them. He said the world's going to have all kinds of problems. They saw that then. We're seeing it now. And he said that being a Christian is going to become really hard. Some will even give up and fall away. But Jesus also said, when you see all this stuff happening, do not be alarmed. So when we look around the world and at the state that it's in, we can say, oh, yeah, Jesus told us about this. Jesus told us that this would happen. And we don't need to worry. We just need to stand firm and keep trusting him because he has promised to return to make all things new. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we recognise that we live in a fallen and broken world in many ways, an unstable world. But we do not need to worry because you are in control. And we pray, Father, that you will vanquish all fear and anxiety from us as a as a people, as a congregation, and that we'll look to the future with hope, knowing that you will one day return and that our eternal future is secure in your hands. We pray, Lord, that uh, you'll help us to bring this to mind whenever uh, things are looking bad and that you'll help us to hold on to this truth for our whole lives. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.